Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition, another episode, if you will, of Houston Sports Weekly, our weekly sports podcast here at KPRC 2. KPRC 2 Plus, and of course, click to Houston.com. We are never uh, hurting for content in H-Town, and certainly plenty to get into. And this week, uh, we're in here, usually in this seat, but you know what? Another big sports fan here at KPRC 2 is going to hang with us here in this first segment. Welcome to Houston Sports Weekly. I'm Randy McAvoy. Sitting alongside KPRC 2 meteorologist and big-time sports fan. That's right. The great Justin Stapleton. Good Hi, to Randy. see you, man. We've Good been talking about too. having you on this podcast yeah. for a while. I'm very excited. You yeah. follow it. I do. You're on top of things. Yep. And we say all the time, man, we got to do uh, this podcast. And uh, schedule's worked out. Yeah. Good to have you in. And, I appreciate uh, that. Man, um, be here. It's, uh, it's always good talking sports with you because yeah. we go around the newsroom now. Justin's in the weather department. We're in sports, but we're, we're constantly crossing paths and firing mm-hmm. off opinions to one another. Yeah. You've been a sports fan for since you were a kid? I, mean, I was, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, growing up in the Midwest, um, in Dayton, Ohio, you know, was a big fan of Cincinnati Reds. When I grew up, yeah, right, big red, big machine. red machine, big red oh, machine, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and early '90s too, when they had uh, Rob Dibble and the Bad okay. Boys in, yeah. the, in the in the back half of that when they won 1990 against the A's. Growing up here as a kid, going to the dome, you know, when the Reds came to town, they were in the same division. Uh-huh. So right. uh, I grew yep. to hate the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> they're good teams back then. <laughs> oh man, they're great teams. Yeah, they were. So yeah, yeah, I've always enjoyed that. You know, uh, I grew up a Green Bay Packer fan. My my mm-hmm. um, half my family's from right around Green Bay. So you know, up there, it's nice. It's you go to church if it's a home game. Church is over in thirty five minutes because you got to yeah. get home and get get ready for the game. If you're so. not going to Lambo, you're going to go watch <laughs> it, right? right. So, yeah, exactly. Well, you carried it over here. I, I love hearing your opinions because you follow it and uh, you're a big sports talk radio guy as well. Yeah, I do uh, friends with a lot of the guys here in town. So yeah. wanted to have you on because this, there's a lot going on. And as we're taping this, obviously we don't know. When this drops on Friday morning, if you're listening or watching, things right. may have changed, but I'm not thinking they will on the Texans coaching front. We're going to talk a little bit of that on this uh, first segment here in Houston Sports Weekly. A little bit later, we'll dive into some other hot topics in town as well. But um, let's talk about the coaching search and, sure. and get your opinion on, on kind of where it's going right now. Um, you know, maybe what they need in this position as they try to fill it. Yeah, they've had some good candidates. They've mm-hmm. uh, as we're again taping a day. They had second interviews with uh, Mike Kafka yep. uh, over at the, the Giants OC, and of course uh, Jiro Evero. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say his name. I, I think that's what I heard on ESPN yeah. earlier this evening. Yeah. So he's the Denver Broncos defensive coordinator. So yep. highly regarded, but never been a head coach. But then you've got the guys in waiting that were playing right. in a pretty big game on Sunday. Right. Uh, they can't talk to them again. We're talking about D'Amico Ryan, Jonathan Gannon, and mm-hmm. Shane Steichen right. until after that NFC Championship is a league rule. But right. And I expect that to happen. But sure. where are you on this search in, as far as – I want to first question is, what kind of coach – do you have a preference on offensive or defensive-minded, or are you more about – 
what's the leadership skills and let his talents take over? You know, I, I am actually. I think, w- one, let's just start with the fact that they got to get it right this time. Yeah. Like, they got to get it right. Yeah. Right? Like, Nick Casario, his staff, the job's on the line. Right, so don't Absolutely. can't make mistakes. You cannot, time. yeah. No. The, the fan base demands it. The fan base demands it. Yeah. I, I I feel like, and I truly believe this now. I feel like Mr. McNair and Hannah and the and the and the, the folks down at the the corner office are starting to say, "Hey, we need this to be right this time." Right. So what I think this town needs, what this team needs, you've got a bunch, you've got some veterans on this team. Mm-hmm. They can provide some of that leadership, right? Yeah. I think you need a spark. Now, that can come from the defense or offense. Is that D'Amico Ryans? I think mm-hmm. that's the fan favorite, right? Mm-hmm. I'd love to see D'Amico here. Because He's, now that Sean Payton's probably not going to work out. I don't think Payton so. Payton was kind of high on my list. I'll go and admit it. Yeah. But when I heard the salary demands, I, wasn't, I, right. I lost interest. But right. right behind him was D'Amico. Yeah, uh, I think so. I think that's something that creates – fans love it. I think it creates a bit of a spark for the team mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's interesting about – I think let's use like a Brian Dable or uh, up in um, uh, Dan Campbell over at Detroit. Detroit Detroit has been just bottom feeders for a Mm -hmm. decade, if Mm -hmm. not more at this point. You know what he brought back this year, though? He brought back some swagger. He did. Those guys went in there and they said, you know what? We may lose, but we're going to lose 45-44. Yeah, I was going to say, they may have lost, but they believed they could win. Every single game they were going to be not be that way. Right, yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's what the Texans need to get back to. They used to have that swagger back when J.J. was winning MVPs here, Mm -hmm. defensive MVPs. Um, You know, the offense has always kind of struggled when, when you didn't have Andre Johnson and, and um, um, Arian Foster, mm-hmm. it was that was the missing piece of that. So personally, I would like to have an offensive guy come in. Now that can be yep. D'Amico, and he can pick an Bring OC, a coordinator right? In. A coordinator and somebody that's going to cause us, that's going to create a spark here. You know the, the, the what you're hearing, and it, probably jokingly on especially Sports Radio six ten, yeah. which likes to have some fun, yeah, and seven ninety for that matter. Sure, uh, Gary Kubiak. They're, they're they're laughing like I okay mean, would it would it happen he coached him you know what that would be pretty cool I mean I, I coach knows the city he does right? he so, does and I just I think mean, you need you you no, have you, you need an offensive mind you need an offensive me, mind here because you have an opportunity that they've not had since basically they were an expansion team at mm-hmm. this point that you have a potentially we won't get into the number one versus number two pick because I'll say curse words on the air here this is still a family <laughs> podcast so we can't say that <laughs> well, but, we will get to it though. I know, but I think it's it's you have an enormous opportunity here where you've got the draft capital at this point mm-hmm. to say okay we're going to just just sketch this thing clean and we're going to start over right. right so let's start over and let's bring a coach in here that says you know what you've got a C.J. Stroud you got a Will Levis you got uh, Bryce Young whatever right start clean and let's say you get that coach you're that OC and you go to that quarterback and you say you and me. We're going to light this place on fire, and let's do yeah. it right now. Little, get a little quarterback whisperer in. Some, look at Joe Burrow. Doing. Look what Joe Burrow's oh done in Cincinnati. Man. Burrow, just a machine or what? Right? Yeah. Joe Burrow, the other night, when, when, when they were talking to him afterwards, and he said, they said, what, you know, how much did that, that they were selling tickets ahead of time? Yeah. What did he say? And he said, better get your refunds <laughs> back, right? <laughs> that was classic. Swagger. That was classic, yeah. We need he, that. He yeah. has the swag. We need some swagger here <clears throat> in, this, in you, this Texans team. You do. And, um... You know, this, you talk about offensive-minded guys. Yeah. It's right now high on the list is, you know, Kafka ran things in the sure. Giants. Yeah. Uh, don't know if he's just from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. My question is, okay, he's like 35 years old. Is he ready? Right. Not the age. I'm not saying the age is the deal, but it's just 
I'd like to see him a little more seasoned. And, sure. You know, right. Um, and really, that Shane Steich in the same way. I mean, uh-huh. He's doing phenomenal things in Philadelphia. So it, right. Gannon, a little more proven. Right. Uh, you know, uh, as far as years under his belt, not that not a lot older, but on, he's the defensive guy. Yeah. And you got D'Amico. But I think if you old. if you have a situation, let's use Zach Taylor over at. at at uh, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. right? If you have a situation where you can get the guys to buy in, or even a Mike McDaniel, I know that got a little screwy when, in Miami because Tua got hurt and, right. and there were some questions in this now. But I still yeah. expect them to be even better next year. I think Mike McDaniel is the real deal down there. And he's kind of quirky. Smart guy, he works. Man. He's super he's smart. smart. Right. And I think that some of these younger coaches, while they don't have the experience, because the players are in a different generation than you and me, right? Mm-hmm. We're used to the, you know, the hard nose, you know, the Tom Coughlins and the right. Bill Parcells. And stuff. These young players, they're not looking they're for not, that. No, no, they're not going to relate. They're not going to relate to that, right? You've got to find a way to connect to that. And yeah. I think, especially if you get a quarterback who's 20, 21, mm-hmm. 22, whatever, you know, however old the top three uh, picks are, they'll be here. You need someone that's going to be able to be have create this sort of symbiosis with that with mm-hmm. that coach. So that's the uh, that's the Uber Eats that, that uh, yeah, we're expecting. That is not Cal McNair. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, giving us an answer on that. That's right. Um, no, but you you make a good point. You got to find a guy that's going to connect and yeah. relate to the players. So maybe you know, he doesn't have the experience, but yeah. you can you can build veteran coaches and coordinators around, around there. there exactly. Well, like D'Amico, he's proven. I, I utmost confidence that guy knows what he's doing when it yeah. comes to running a, a, a well, defense. He's shown it this year. Yeah. He can do it now. He it would be the next important hire would be who would he bring in? I, right. Just people just throwing names out there. Right. You know, somebody's mentioned because he has a relationship with him. I don't know how deep it is. Frank Reich. Yeah. Um, not going to be a head coach anytime soon, right. but he is a pretty good offensive mind, and he's, he's a, a veteran guy. And Somebody had, like that, yeah. Basically. And and, and yeah. you know, you'd say, oh, okay, well, look what happened in in Indianapolis. He was there. Guy was dealt just a horrible hand there, right? Yeah. They made really poor choices. That Carson Wentz trade was just awful, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the contract right. anyway. So he didn't have a lot to work with. So you give him that blank or that fresh slate, mm-hmm. and and we've seen what he can what he's done before in the past with other quarterbacks. Uh, we're talking with Justin Stapleton, uh, meteorologist here at KPRC2, talking a little sports. We've been uh, wanting to do that if you're just tuning in here on the Houston Sports Weekly Podcast, this segment dedicated to the Texans. And um, you know what? There's some good candidates. I fully expect after Sunday's NFC Championship game, D- D'Amico is going to get a second interview. 100%. And I think, I think Gannon will, too. I, I don't know enough. At least the buzz we're hearing is right. is, is Steichen, one of those guys, is going to get a second one. Maybe right. he will. I don't know. Yeah. But you're hearing a lot that it's basically probably coming down to D'Amico or, or Gannon. Jonathan Gannon. I don't think another name's going to jump in at this well, stage. Well, because Gannon wanted it last time, right? He was up you there last twice. time. Interviewed twice, yeah. right? So I think they're familiar. They're comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of and, – and that goes back to your point, Randy, is do you want someone that maybe has a little more experience and can kind of go that route of, mm-hmm. of creating a little more of a hierarchical structure, more traditional that maybe he would do, or do you want to go with the spark? Yeah. And D'Amico would be that spark well he, he was fun i had a chance to cover him here with the texans just uh, coming out of alabama and you hear people that played alongside him you're hearing all these stories yeah. on just how almost from day one he came in and was uh just you know 
he had to earn him respect early, but man, players took notice right? of his leadership and you know the will to to outwork everybody to to win football games and. Yep. He, they, you heard a couple of comments. I heard some on the uh, from um, Matt Schaub was on Sports Radio six ten this week, mm-hmm. talking. You know, he was teammates with D'Amico, and he was like, he would just command the room. Mm-hmm. And even though Matt was an offensive, you know, quarterback, he said, "Man, I'd love picking the brain of D'Amico mm-hmm. uh, from the defensive side on you know just just learning things." He said yeah. it was nonstop and. Yeah, they knew then that he was, if he chose to do it, he was destined yeah. to be a coach if he wanted to go that route. Well, and I think that's what that and that, Randy, is what players pick up on. Mm-hmm. They pick up on natural leadership, right? right? I mean, we all do. If you, anything that you do in terms of any business that you have or wherever you work or whatever you do in terms yeah. of even friend groups, right? Yeah. You know who the natural leaders are. Yeah. Because can, those there's are, people that could fake it, but there's the real ones. But you'll know because you'll when know, they absolutely. get into crisis, oh, yeah. they fall apart. Yeah. And real leaders absolutely. will go, okay, you follow me, let's go right now. Yeah. Right? And it sounds like he's, I mean, that's from what we're hearing. I would like to see him. I, you know, will the fans line up all around Kirby to Murworth to buy tickets? Uh, no, but I do think it will sell tickets. They will. Uh, if, you, if they know D'Amico's coming to town. They will if you create a swagger again, even if they lose. Mm-hmm. Right? If you create mm-hmm. a swagger. With it, that, I think, is the problem with the Texans right now. The Texans don't have any identity. They don't have any there's no what it, what will they like to say? There's no dog, right? There's, there's no dog in them right yeah, now. Yeah, they got a few good players. They've they need very more good pieces, and I think right. D'Amico, he'd have these guys playing, uh-huh. uh, playing hard, and so then even get if that you offense lose, going, whoever, right. you know, the pieces are missing there. Right, you go in and you uh, think I'm you know what we're going to do. I, I hope he does too. I'm being familiar with him now. Gannon might be the next Bill Belichick. Who knows? That's sure. the unknown on this right. thing. You just right. don't know when you're rolling the dice. Right. So, Hey, stick around a couple minutes. We're going to take a little break here. And when we come back, I want, before we let him go, we're going to talk uh, his take on the quarterback situation as well with the uh, draft uh, coming up in April. What will they do with this second overall pick when it comes to quarterback? Quick break. Houston Sports Weekly. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Houston Sports Weekly, a weekly podcast here on KPRC 2, 2 Plus, and Click2Houston.com. We continue our conversation with KPRC 2 meteorologist Justin Stapleton. Been a busy man earlier this week with the big storms coming <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> all those things, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised you're even do they have a voice when we're taping this. Uh, a lot of tea. Here all day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a lot of yeah. tea last night, a lot of tea today. So that, that certainly helps. But Well, shout out to you and uh, Caroline Brown and uh, the whole team. You guys, uh, the two of y'all, uh, man. Y'all are great on the air. I appreciate Walking everybody that. through those uh, major storms yeah. that came through town on Tuesday uh, earlier this week. And uh, those of you that uh, were in the uh, the area where the, the tornado touched down, we hope everybody is okay yeah. and, and on the road to recovery there. But, hey, uh, a few more minutes uh, with Justin before we let him go, and we'll get into some other stuff. But um, we, we talked about the coaching search in the first segment, but now – I want to get your take mm-hmm. before we let you go tonight, just on this whole quarterback deal. Do, yeah. do you have a leader in the clubhouse on these young quarterbacks coming in, or some people want to go get a veteran? You, you heard uh, Derek Carr's name. I did I hear Derek Carr's name. I, I, uh, I, what's, what's your stance right now? What do you think? I think um, 
honestly, Randy, I could go either way at this point. Mm -hmm. Like a young guy means to me takes some time, though. It's gonna take some yeah. time, right? Like there, we, we used the previous segment. We were talking about Joe Burrow, right? Yeah. There are Joe Burrows out there on trees every day, right? right? Somebody that's gonna have that swagger, that's gonna have that ability to keep cool, mm -hmm. unlike mm -hmm. most rookies do, right? We saw it with Daniel Jones for a couple of years. You're like, oh, this isn't gonna work, right? And then this year, it's like, oh, hey, look. <laughs> he can actually play, right? right? And he's somewhat dangerous with his legs. So I, you know, I think if if we talk about the top three with a Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, and and being an Ohio State Buckeye fan, I watch C.J. a lot. Yeah. Um, my concern with C.J. is is C.J. really the Georgia C.J. Mm -hmm. right, where he was just lights out against Georgia, and they should have won that game, mm -hmm. right? With except for some questionable play calling at the very end of that, um, or is CJ the ones that struggled against Iowa, against Penn State, some of these other talents where he's going to get run into some trouble when you get better NFL defenses. Right. The thing I like about Bryce Young, and you've mentioned this before, the size is, is the thing that kind of like hangs up for you there. And I 100% agree with that. We've seen what happened with Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. He's gotten hurt, or he has to roll out because he can't throw that over That concerns me. That concerns yeah, and, me. And, and I think that's a valid concern. Yeah. The thing with Bryce Young I think that I like about is the fact that his brain may overcome some of his height challenges at this mm -hmm. point. He mm -hmm. makes great decisions. Yeah. He makes quick decisions out there on the field. Um, however, I also think, and how ironic would it be that David's younger brother <laughs> were to come to Houston and would play for crazy the or Wouldn't what? it? Oh, my goodness. But you know what? Here's the thing, though. He's definitely the better of the two. He's definitely the better of the two. Sorry, David. <laughs> no, we love you, David. But um, I think if you... Don't. And if the coaching staff and if Nick Casario and his team and his, his scouting team mm -hmm. aren't 1,000% sold on a Bryce Young, where you're going to have to trade up and get him anyway, because otherwise the Colts right. are going to steal him. Right? right. So you're going to have to give up draft capital for that. Or a Will Levis, right, who's got a cannon for an arm, mm -hmm. but there's still some questions. We saw he kind of struggled against Florida, in particular with Anthony Edwards. Right. Yep. Outplayed him. Right. Um, do you at that point say, okay, you know what, maybe we'll go with – a second or a third round guy, we'll see what we can do, or we'll just kind of hold off. And you go to Derek Carr and you say, "Come cook with us for a couple of years here, and let's see what we can do." Right? And now, take a young and take somebody a little bit later. Take somebody. Is there a anybody later? out there? Or, or, or do you wait and see if you can draft up at that point and maybe go after like a Caleb Williams in twenty twenty four, for example? Yeah, from USC. Because I mean, if if he was only coming out now, right, he would be a surefire. A hundred percent. I think ahead of Bryce. Uh, all three of them. Yeah, I totally agree. But that's the question: is is that do you you know? I could go either way, honestly, Randy. I really could. Mm -hmm. I think Derek Carr is has been given a raw deal in in Las Vegas. I think yeah. he had so many different coordinators and head coaches, and I think Josh McDaniels actually. Gave him an opportunity to play a little better, but the problem is, is that people were hurt. He never, uh, Darren Waller wasn't there for half of the year, and so you just, you know, and he, he, and, and you saw flashes with him and Devonte Adams, but that offensive mm -hmm. line couldn't couldn't keep him clean. I, I agree with some of that. I guess the one thing that bothered me on Derek Carr was. He turned his back on his team when he lost the starting job, and that's in a big season, part too. Yeah, I got. I do have a problem with that. I 100 percent agree uh, with. Maybe you. there was other things going on, and he'd have to talk to the team about that. He and would say, he "Here's would. my explanation why." Right, and I still wonder if there's any reason to still do that, as opposed to just no matter what's going on there, yeah. you finish the season. Yeah, don't turn your back on the team. I thought that was a pretty bad look, and right. I think you know 
I immediately said, well, that's going to hurt him wherever he does land. Mm-hmm. If it's going to hurt his chances, maybe the, the amount of options out there may not be as many for Derek Carr right. from that move alone. But I, to me, you just stick it. If you're not starting, okay, may not like it, agree with it, yeah, but you don't leave your team. No. and um, Yeah, that whole situation, uh, I, I thought, was, was very – and it was yeah. odd, too, because it didn't – that was very counter to everything that we've heard, seen – about Derek Carr. Mm. He's ve- he's always been a very loyal guy. So I feel like there's more to that story that will eventually come out wherever he lands at this point. Right. Um, it's just a question of where that is. So. All right. Well, that is uh, the latest on the Texans. Uh, good stuff from our guy, KPRC2 meteorologist Justin Stapleton. Uh, man, it's a good conversation. we got to do this more often. Let's do it. Just, uh, we do this every week. I'm happy. You're full of the sports knowledge. Yeah. you got the hot sports opinions to, to bring, but uh, appreciate you hanging out with us. Hey, man. Good stuff. We will do it again. So good stuff on the Texans. We'll, of course, keep you updated as anything develops, and we expect next week, um, early next week, after Sunday's NFC Championship game, that uh, more interviews will take place. We spoke with uh, Cal and Hannah McNair at the uh, Houston Sports Awards on Wednesday night. Said very little other than the process has been going well, and yeah. I feel like I've got good candidates. He wouldn't get specific, but he did say, um, he was talking to Aaron, Aaron Wilson and myself, he did say, you know, NFL rules yeah. prohibit us from doing exactly what we want for the next steps. Okay, so he basically just told us yeah. they're waiting for that Sunday game. So uh, whether it's all three of those guys, Steichen, Gannon, and, and Ryan, who knows, we're going to find out. But right. they're still very much in the hunt, I think. So I think they are. Say, I mean, you know, I, I, like I said at the very top of the of the podcast here, they got to get it right this time. Yeah, got to get it right. Yeah, it's uh, of, of all t- times in franchise history, this uh, they've hit rock bottom. Yep. they've got to figure it out, and hopefully, it starts with this uh, head coach. Good stuff. Appreciate you, man. We'll Anytime. do it again. Hey, uh, real quick, let's uh, talk uh, a little now. Uh, uh, rice. I'm going to talk some rice basketball because I had a conversation with uh, head coach uh, Scott Para. Uh, U of H getting all the love as we know, as they deserve, mm-hmm. number three mm-hmm. in the nation, and uh, but the Rice Owls having themselves a pretty good year as well. Uh, the best in Scott Paris, six years on the job at Rice. Here's a little bit of that conversation. Listen to at my press conference six years ago. Sustainable, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it is sustainable now. And that doesn't mean we're going to win 25 games or 20 games. I don't put a number on what that means. What I know is we are now competitive in almost every game, no matter who we play or mm-hmm. where it is. And that's what you want a program to be. And looking to the future, it's just as bright, right, with who we have signed, who we have coming back. And so that's also a good thing, too, because you don't want to have high peaks and valleys. You want to keep gradually growing, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we've done. All right, great conversation uh, with Scott Para over at Rice University inside of his office. And, again, uh, very nice guy and a good conversation with Para. Uh, nine years at Rice University, and – has really done a nice job uh, building things from a recruiting standpoint. And he's got a young club that uh, all these guys are underclassmen. There's like one senior, and he's got really good recruiting class coming in. Uh, and that's been his background. He's really done a nice job at every stop he's made. Uh, Arizona State, uh, he had a couple of college stops, but you know, high school level out at California, <laughs> really really got his name out there as well before he started his collegiate career. But uh, appreciate the time with Scott Para. Uh, their season continues in Conference USA. Next year they're going to be moving in to the American Athletic Conference as well. Like U of H is going to the Big 12, uh, Rice will be going 
to the American as well. All right, I uh, want to end it tonight uh, with uh, some sound randomly from the red carpet, or we should say the purple carpet, because the carpet was purple at the Houston Sports Awards. Uh, who's Who's list on Wednesday night, some big names uh, making their rounds, coming uh, down the carpet inside of the Wortham Theater for the Houston Sports Award. Listen in to some of the interviews we captured on Wednesday night. All right, Alvin, this is a special night, I know, for, for you, the Hall of Fame class. What does this mean, this night and this event for you tonight? Well, it's really great because uh, going in here, it really makes it really terrific. And, you know, going into Naismith were really great, but I think going into here, it really makes it all worthwhile because this is where it all began for Houston is loaded with former great athletes, current athletes. Everybody comes out for this event, they stay connected. Yeah, well, that's true. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it because this is, uh, I was talking to Akeem about it at Drexler, and this is where really things happen. You're going in, Calvin, Bruce Matthews, this is a good class. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very good class. You know, I play basketball, so going in with Murphy's is really great, but Bruce, hey, come along, guy. (laughs) The fact that it's Houston and Houston's home, and uh, it's where where our base is, where my kids live, my grandbabies. Um, so it's really exciting, and to go in with Calvin Murphy and the Big E is, I mean, it's humbling. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, jeez, those were dudes, man. They still are. And uh, to be in their number is very cool. I'm so pleased we put this on Houston because the people here saw the development of the show. They appreciated me for everything. So the mistake they made is and they're not significant. I'm here for life. All right, really enjoyed the uh, conversation with many of Houston's uh, all-time greats uh, when on the athletic scene, past and present. And a shout-out to uh, Patty Smith from the uh, Harris County Houston Sports Authority who puts that event on each and every year. This was the sixth annual Houston uh, Sports Awards and a great night. Uh, Alex Bregman, the Astros' third baseman, served as the MC. He did a terrific job as well. But we had a chance to, as you heard in some of those interviews, you didn't hear all of them, but uh, many of the greats uh, stopped by uh, our little area on the red carpet to uh, talk some sports and talk about what the Houston Sports Awards uh, certainly meant to them. That is going to do it for this week's edition of uh, Houston Sports Weekly Podcast. As always, we appreciate you uh, checking it out, watching or listening, however you take it in each and every week on KPRC2+. Plus. Click to Houston.com as well. Special thanks again to KPRC2+. RC2 uh, meteorologist and big-time sports fan, uh, Justin Stapleton. He was with us for the first segment uh, here on this podcast and a little bit on the second segment as well. So we appreciate Justin uh, stopping by. We've been talking about doing that for a long time, so we uh, really enjoyed making that happen. So, hey, enjoy the rest of the week. A reminder, the Houston Sports Weekly podcast, each and every week it drops every Friday morning, I believe at 1030, uh, the new episodes. And we're up, I believe, to episode maybe 29 or something like this. This may be the 29th. Uh, So we've been doing this a while. We appreciate the following and the love, and we will do it again next week with another fresh episode of Houston Sports Weekly. Until next time, we'll see you soon.